let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, of course, jazz great Jeff Hornacek on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jeff, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today. We appreciate it. No, you're welcome, guys. Uh, Gordon just asked me this question. Jeff, I'll ask you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we mention the name Jerry Sloan? Great guy. Um, you know, we all know him as coach and the intensity that he brought to the game. Um, but I think what, you know, probably only a, a bunch, maybe a handful of people really got to see him on his softer side, which maybe he didn't want to be out. But, uh, you know, I think about the times that after games, uh, you know, just seeing him and Phil and, and uh, having a beer and just talking about things. And, you know, some of it was basketball, some of it wasn't. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, it's hard to describe how you know great a guy he was just because, he was. He had his John Deere hat on. He, you know, he he had all the quotes about bringing your lunch pail to work. And when the, when that was over, um, it was just just good old Jerry. So uh, you know, it's a it's a sad day for all of us. Uh, but you know, he has brought so many memories to all of us, and and kind of shaped our lives in in ways that uh, you know we we didn't think prior to meeting him. Jeff, it's good to hear your voice, my man. Good to hear from you. Hey, Gordon. I guess in your career, you as a player and as a coach, Jeff, I'm sure you have seen a lot of duplicity in two-faced people, people who aren't what they seem to be or they're one thing in one group or in another thing in another another situation. Jerry struck me as being authentic through and through. No doubt about that. You know, he... uh, uh, a Midwestern guy he used to go back in the summers and work on his farm and um, basketball was something he loved. He loved coaching it. Uh, uh, guys and players, you know, loved playing for him because he demanded things out of you. Uh, he demanded that toughness. He demanded the togetherness, team play. And uh, you know when uh, you know when you're playing for him. And you know I grew up in Chicago watching him play. You know, when he was back in the day with the Bulls, with uh, uh, Norm Van Leer and Chet Walker, Bob Love, and those guys. And, and I'm just a young kid going, man, this guy really, he'll knock someone over. He'll die for balls. Uh, you know, the, that's, that's the way to play the game. And, you know, he carried that on through his coaching. And, you know, we played against the Jazz, or I played against the Jazz for many games, you know, 50 or 60 times before. I ever, you know, got that in that trade to come to the Jazz, and you know, Jerry was intense on the sidelines when I got traded. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can, if I can live up to the defense that he expects, <laughs> you know, because uh, if you didn't play defense, you weren't going to be out there. But uh, you know, he was great, and you know, he wanted the best of every player out there. Uh, and you know, it's when he got on somebody, it wasn't to to ride him or anything. He, he truly wanted the best for that player, and felt that maybe you could give more and and uh that's why guys would run through wall, brick walls for him as you moved into your own coaching career what did you try to take from uh, your experience with coach Sloan? yeah anytime you get into coaching uh um you know you, you look at your your past and the experience that you had with coaches and and i think the biggest thing with jerry was hey demanded every night 
you know, every night you should be out there. It doesn't matter if it's uh, if you're up by 20 points, down by 20 points, and you don't run back on defense. Uh, you know, that's that's not the way you play the game. And uh, you know, I talked about it earlier with some some uh, uh, station about, and I think it was Carmelo. Uh, who said it when I was coaching the Knicks. He goes, yeah, Jeff's a laid-back coach. But every once in a while, he'll pull out his Jerry Sloan and gets everybody's attention. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a, a perfect way to put it, how I got from Jerry is, you know, Jerry was Jerry was a calm, you know, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how we want it done. And then only occasionally would he do that and, and get after somebody. And, you know, a lot of times with John and Carl, it was it was great because you know Jerry would go after those guys occasionally for not running back on defense or or not doing something. And uh, a lot of times it was obviously you're not going to get on John or Carl because it was the, the half a percentage time that they ever you know did something wrong. But uh, he was doing it to emphasize it for the rest of the team. And a lot of times in the locker room, he'd, he at halftime he would go after Carl, and I'd look over at John, and we both kind of put our hands above our face and try not to start laughing because he wasn't yelling at Carl. He was yelling at Carl, but to get to the other guys. Uh, uh, so he had a way of knowing how to coach, how to motivate guys, um, and you know, uh, you know, he was just great to play for and be around. Jeff, uh, I mean this question in the very best sense. But had you ever been around anybody who could string together colorful profanity as well as Jerry could? I didn't. I never heard any of those. <laughs> I think you need to ask the referees that question. Jeff, he had it down to an art form. I mean, I, I, it was almost it was almost uh, it was it was literature. I know he could do it. Well, you know, I, I think some of that, the, the intensity that Jerry is, you know, Jerry wasn't coaching or playing necessarily for the fans. And when when he got out there, it was that that zeroed in on between the lines. We have a game to win, and you know, I don't care. That's where all his focus was. And um, you know, he wasn't one of these players that's going to be. You know, when he played, he wasn't ever looking up in the stands and throwing fist bumps, uh, fist pumps or any of that stuff, he was doing his job. And, uh, and that's what we all admired and, and respected about him is it was all about the game. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think there were times, and now that we talk about that, that uh, uh, Jerry would tell us, you know, in a practice, hey, that's a travel you know, and they'd, they'd say, okay, that, that's a traveling call. You travel. And we're like, coach, the referees are not going to call that. I don't care. That's traveling. You know, try to clean it up. So, you know, he definitely wanted to play the, the, the game the way it was supposed to be played. Jeff Hornacek is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, when you uh, reflect back on your experience with Jerry Sloan, is there a particular memory or thought that, uh, that will come to mind? Oh boy, that's a that's a tough one to knock down. Uh, um, you know, I, there are so many things about Jerry that uh, I think. Obviously, when John made that shot and we went to the finals, you know, it wasn't just the players; it was for the coaching staff, for all the fans, uh, and to see Jerry's happiness in that. And 
you know, the one regret is that we never won a championship for him. Uh, he's one of the greatest coaches ever, and, and uh, you know, we wish we would have been able to do that. So he, he would have had that on his uh, on his resume. But, um, you know, it's just the, the goodness of him that when he looked at his players, he, like I said before, he wanted the best for them. And he wanted to give you that opportunity to to do that. Uh, I know with with me, I had a bad knee, and he he had a bad knee when he was playing, and and he knew that you know, there are some days where maybe my practices weren't very good, or I shouldn't be practicing. And you know, he made sure that he was in tune with his players, and and to say, look, you know, take today off uh, and be ready. And you know, I came back. There's my last couple of years in the league. This could be one of the shocking moments a coach will ever tell a player. Uh, he told me, he goes, I don't want you to pick up a basketball. I don't want you to train until you get to training camp. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and he understood it. He understood it's a long season. Um, and I can't remember exactly what year that was, but I didn't do anything until I went to training camp. And he told me, he goes, I know you can get in shape in three weeks. You know, through exhibition season, yeah, you might not be quite ready, but we know you will be for the first game of the year. And, and that's what I did those last few years in the league was um, uh, he, he told me, hey, rest during the summer. You know, you'll be ready for the first game. And, and that was something that was special. You're not going to get many coaches that tell you that. Jeff, you were a cerebral player, and it seems to me like Jerry – as tough as he was, there were times when he would listen to his players. He would listen to people. He, used, he, he had a, a modesty about him. He was in charge. I get that. But he had a modesty about him that was unique, I thought. And I remember asking him one time how his matchups were went against Jerry West when he was covering him. And Jerry looked at me and he said, it's a direct quote. He said, kicked my ass every time. <laughs> and, you know, so that he was he was humble about the way he would approach things. Did he listen to the players when, when there was a conversation? Was it a conversation or was he just giving declarative statements? No, absolutely. He was a he was a player's coach. Uh, uh, like you said, he was in charge. But after games, you know, John and I would you know wander down to the bar and Jerry and Phil were down there having a beer after a game and, you know, we'd say, Coach, you know, can we do this? Can we take a look at that? And he was like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow in practice. And he'd say, Phil, you know, let's, let's make sure we take a look at that in practice. So he, you know, he, he respected his players' uh, uh, thoughts. And, you know, he didn't always do them, but he would listen to it and, and try it out and, you know, see if the coaching staff uh, uh, thought it was a good idea. So, you know, obviously his – his relationship with John and Carl for so many years uh, that there was a trust uh, of those three guys that, you know, they could they could tell each other anything. And probably just like us playing, uh, they knew what – John probably knew what Jerry wanted before Jerry even got it out of his mouth and vice versa. So, uh, you know, that's, that's – uh, uh, when I look back at my career and the years with the Jazz, how special it was to be in an organization that allowed that to happen. You know, a lot of organizations, and I've, I've already figured that out a few times through coaching, this is a, uh, you know, it's all immediate. It's all immediate uh, gratification, and, um, you know, they, they don't understand how the keeping a team, keeping a coach, keeping that stability uh, will work. And Larry and Gail, uh, 
uh, you know, definitely did that with Jerry, and that's why the Utah Jazz organization is always thought of as one of the uh, the tops in the league because of that. And uh, you know, he set the standard, and uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, special for me that I was able to watch him play, uh, learn from him, play for him, and then take some of his coaching stuff too. So. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll sorely miss it. Jeff Hornacek is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and I, I know it's not the reason we, we had you on the show today, but uh, have, did you watch uh, the Michael Jordan docuseries and have any thoughts on how uh, your teams were portrayed? Yeah, um, you know, I thought it was a good documentary. You know, we watched it as a family, and my kids were, uh, uh, two of them were here, so, you know, we got to watch it, and, you know, they were little when all that stuff happened, so they didn't really understand it, and, you know, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good for, you know, young players now to understand, uh, you know, from Michael's side how how the stuff he had to go through as a superstar. John and Carl went through it and still had to play and get double teamed and all that stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, for us, it's still, I think probably most of us agree that in 97, the Bulls were a better team. In 98, we were the better team. We just... Uh, I felt that 10-day layoff hurt us. You know, we got back to playing 96%, you know, of what we were doing before. We were really playing well prior to that. And uh, we just, you know, 10 days off, you can practice, you can do all that. But uh, I I felt it just took a little bit away from us, and that was a little bit uh, that didn't get us over that hump. So uh, I I told my kids the other day, I said, wait a second. That season, we beat them twice in the regular season. So, really, it's four to four. Let's go play another game and, you know, have a tiebreaker game. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, I, I thought that team that in that 98 year was the best Jazz team I ever saw. And uh, some numbskull, namely me, picked the Jazz to beat the Bulls. I really thought you guys were better, even even with Michael Jordan. And uh, it didn't work out that way. But I, when we went back and reviewed those games – Every one of them, except for that one blowout, was a one-possession game. Yeah, I mean, we had opportunities. Um, you know, they hit some shots. Obviously, Michael hit the, you know, I think he was that the year that he hit one in the first game and then the last game. But, but uh, um, you know, we were right there. You know, a couple uh, – I, I totally forgot about the five-point swing on the – the, the Howard Isley three and and uh, Ron Harper shot after the, the shot clock buzzer that if we were playing in today's game, they would have reviewed yeah. both of those and there would have been a game seven. Jeff, we can't thank you enough for coming on with us today. Thank you very hang much. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta ask Jeff one more question. You you had a great playing career, you had you did the coaching thing, you raised your kids, you're always a great family man. What the heck are you up to these days? Oh, you know, uh, I think still got a little bit of the coaching itch. Uh, you know, I love basketball. I love the strategy of the game. Uh, you know, I, I constantly look at rosters and go, okay, well, how would this team get better, that team get better? And uh, so I still have that. I'm, I'm not over the hill yet. But I think there's still some years to uh, stay in the game. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that next season. See if I can, uh, uh, you know, 
continue to, to get on. I, I did consulting with the Mets one year, and uh, you know that was that was fun to see both sides of it. I learned a lot that year just seeing what the front office looks at compared to what the coaches look at. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot in these these last six years. So uh, hopefully, still still stay involved somehow. Man, we miss you around here. Well, we you know we miss Salt Lake as a as a great place. Uh, um, hopefully, someday we get back, and you know we we don't get back to visit as much as we wanted to. I, I think I told Dennis last year. I said I'm going to try to come to a few of the games, and then you get busy chasing kids. We had a grandson. Uh, you know, our, our grandson was born in, in October, so we were kind of you know running back and forth uh, visiting there, and uh, you know, and then the, the coronavirus hit so well you didn't get up to utah um you know to, to see some games but you know, i don't think they'll let fans in but i don't i don't like to go in some of the playoff games once they get going but uh, we'll see well thank you very much jeff stay well okay guys see you jeff hornacek with us here on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone uh, pretty great way to start the show yeah, that's uh, Jeff. Uh, well, the only thing we didn't ask Jeff was oh, when Jerry was listening to you, taking your suggestions, did he ever listen when you said, hey, coach, how about running a play for me every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Probably not, uh, I wouldn't think. Probably not. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Big thanks to Jeff for, for jumping on. Uh, we'll get that interview up at 1280, uh, 1280thezone.com as soon as possible.